This episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you're not a member yet, you can join our Patreon for as low as $1 per month to support the cast and crew of The Bardic College. Unlock bonus content featuring your favorite players, get exclusive access to shows you can't find anywhere else, and even get a chance to have Raz run a game of your choice. Visit us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative, and of course, by the player's choices. So, check out their Facebook page, and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at The Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of The Bardic College Presents Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz. And as we just found out last episode, for a quick recap, Ella Walcott was grabbed by M-section and has been taken away back to London for questioning regarding her information, involvement, research, uh, into the Thule Society that has been now cataloged by British government. Somehow, they are now looking into some of the things that have been going on. So there's a mystery there, but she uh, felt fairly confident that it was legit. She uh, spoke to them in a little bit of privacy and saw the letter from the governor indicating that this Mr. Hector Reader was supposed to come. I'm sorry, not Reader. Hector Reed was supposed to come, collect her, and whisk her back off to London. Everybody said their heartfelt goodbyes, except for Catherine, who wondered why she wasn't getting a vacation. Uh, felt that that was like, why won't, why doesn't the president send a plane for me to bring me home? Get a hot dog, cold beer, see a baseball game, come back a couple days off, would be nice. But whatever. It just, unfortunately, that's not how this happened. But um, Catherine is now looking at me cross. I don't know. What's the matter? Catherine no, Cross. That, that, that should be, that just wow, felt- Catherine Ross should be cross. Because <laughs> you're always so mad. Catherine Cross. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love I made that. myself laugh. No, I made myself laugh. And all <laughs> given her a new liner. Catherine's not mad. She's just like, damn, that does sound like a nice day. <laughs> like, I'd love oh, to go mean... to a Yankees game and have a hot dog. There you go. Well, we'll find you something sausage like in consistency when you get to Katmandu. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is a yak brought, and it's very nice. <laughs> try try this. Um I don't, tr- I don't yak trust brought. the yak. <laughs> Yak brats. There you go. <laughs> it's a yak first. Uh, so the plane takes off moment not too long after the cars with the men in gray depart with Mr. Reed and the two Morrises, E. Morris and E. Morris, uh, with their last names. They gave you the shortwave radio code that you could reach M section. They will be monitoring it, which might come in handy, not just for Ella, but for other things in case you ever needed to send a piece of information around. Uh, they will be monitoring that channel from 6 p.m. to midnight, looking for your call on that particular frequency, which has been designated completely for your use. 
The captain gets you back in, a little bit concerned. Plane's been delayed almost an hour, but by 9, 10, or 15, the tower has cleared him and everything's good. Everything checks, flight checks are done, and you made your way out to Kathmandu. You arrived there late that day. So you arrived in Kathmandu sometime around 5 p.m. and land safely, and you are in the landing field that only a few weeks ago, Catherine Fay, and now Ella, who is missing, took off in the German plane and flew their way towards Russia, where they finally met Batam. A lot of emotional damage was done here. So Gustav is a little nervous during the landing, but he holds on okay. He's fortunately being comforted by Catherine. So you're on the ground. Where do we want to go first? Vadim is a little... Uh, this is all new for Vadim, right? I don't think Vadim's ever met Yinko in person. Yeah, he's never uh, he's never been to uh, Kathmandu or Nepal. Certainly very familiar with it. Has sent lots of stuff here. <laughs> sure. Knows the direction of it, yeah. And Jack, this is your first time into the the highlands of Nepal, correct? That is correct, yes. Uh, Vadim would be very anxious to go right to, you know, whatever locations that might have some sort of contact. It was the Yoi Baba was the name of the ball, the uh, place that Yinko ran. Mm -hmm. in, and it's in, you know, the center of the city, not far from uh, the Dalsha Hotel. It was the really one of the bigger establishments in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, you can make, you guys can make your way right there. There's a car that, when planes come in, one of the drivers comes out and it's this, you know, truck or car and picks everybody up collects them probably with a truck that we can throw your bags in the back and everybody just sits back there it's just a, a small flatbed with sides and uh you know you give him a couple of you know a couple of dollars and he'll take you into town with no problem all right so that's what happens you make your way uh there he drops you off not far from the dalsha hotel all right so that's again this is less than a block from the from the bar so he figures you know your luggage and everything you're gonna want to put put it somewhere gustav jumps off he starts helping the guys unload the truck and uh, where do you want to do? So we're dropping everything off at the hotel here? I would think, right? You're going to be here at least, even if you oh, wouldn't no, even course. get a flight out today. Yeah. So even if you, worst case scenario, you might be able to get out in a day or two. We don't want to leave it sitting so, on the sidewalk then. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody checks into the hotel. Not a problem. Uh, there's a gentleman there in the lobby. He sets you up, gets you the room keys you need. Is everybody in their own room? Or is it paired off gents and girls? Is it just two rooms? Is that why we're doing this? I don't want to be alone here so uh i'll room with Catherine at least it's a bit uncertain vadim would suggest that we pair up okay jack holds up pulls up a set of cards out of his jacket and winks at vadim vadim looks scared that's very funny very funny <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. it was a call back to the train ah there we go yep. very nice that's what i thought all right so chunks are brought up to the room with uh Porters and things, bellhop, whatever, would it be at this hotel? The uh, the building itself, as we we can re recall from the picture, but our listeners, it's uh, a three-tiered uh, pagoda-type building, a uh, large staircase uh, that kind of surrounds all four sides, very traditional style, uh, very Eastern, has that um, Oriental quality to the construction, but, you know, of, of the Far East. And uh, it's, but it's a beautiful building painted in, you know, the wood, the uh, beams are in bright red and the walls are kind of a, a, a soft off white. And um, yeah, from here, it's like I said, it's, it's a three minute walk to what used to be known as the Yoi Baba, the bar that's, you know, was where Ying Ko used to be. So I take it, you're going to just make your way right over there. Is that correct? That's what Vadim would like to do. I would like to go as well. I'm curious what happened. Yeah, of course. It was certainly must be an interesting trip. I'll go as well. Catherine, everybody's together, right? Have you ever been to Nepal before, Jacques? No, I have not. I've, I, I, there's not much call for killing things up here. And unfortunately, all of my travel had to do with 
sort of safaris abound? You would have loved that big cat that we ran into on the mountain then. Oh, Invisible. Yeah. Faye is, she's nervous. It's, she's, I, I think that the best way to describe it is she's anxious being back here. Of course. You know, this was, I mean, Catherine and I, this was the last place that, you know, things were, I wouldn't say normal, but happy with our original group. And then just one horrible thing happened to another. And I think that Faye is just worried that that's going to happen again. You know, we're already down Ella and yeah, she went back for the King's service, but it's just, we're already missing one of our group. Gustav makes his way. He, he goes off to find out where Aveline's service was and where you, she was interred. And then he's going to go take care of that and start making arrangements to see if he can get his body her body recovered. Uh, and then, make some sort of find someone or contact his own uh, team to send a plane. So there, there worst case scenario, you can fly out once the Gustav's planes arrive and they are coming for her. So that'll be a few, you know, I'm sure he says to you, it'll be just a couple of days, but there will be something, someone coming to collect her and myself. You can always join with us. But in the meantime, we arrive at the bar. So the bar has been named. It's got um, Napoli's writing over it. And underneath it has a small word. It just says peak, like, named after a mountaintop but that's that's all you see otherwise the outside facade has not changed at all it is you know the same building that you can rem- that the two of you can remember from the first time you were here when dealing with yin ko and you tell vadim this is the place vadim walks in and uh yeah. immediately looks for somebody who uh, looks like they work there yeah so there's uh the, the way this the way the girls remember it through a bead a hanging set of beads there's a door all the way in the back, but the building itself not as busy as when you guys, when you ladies were here, because it had been Indra Jartha, the big, the big festival at the time. Remember, there was a lot of people crowding into Kathmandu. Uh, this is a, you know, a third or a quarter of that population, so you're probably looking at about twenty five thousand tops. But there's maybe ten or twelve patrons in here right now. No foreigners, mostly look local uh, at this point of the year, coming into Dece- the end of December. And again, it's going to be Christmas in like two days, so that's going to be. It's, you know, the snow is, it's definitely going to start coming down a little bit soon if it hasn't snowed a little bit here already. Uh, there is a larger man behind the bar and a, and a woman walking around doing drinks, dressed in, you know, garb fairly common for the area. And she says, oh, you need seat? You can have seat anywhere. I need to speak with man in charge. Mr. Kensey is in back. I can, I can get him for you if you'd like. Do I see her, like, look towards as she says in back? Do I see her, you know, indicate to where, where the back is? Well, the girls know where the back is. Yeah, it's behind the beads leading to the door. Yep. They just start walking to the back. Oh, she says, well, sir, just one moment. I, I, I can get him for you. It kind of offices back there. It's, you know, business area. I, I, can, call, I can contact him. I, get, I go knock. Not a problem. Vadim's already passed her and ignoring her. V- Vadim. Um... Okay. I'll trail right behind Vadim just so he's not by himself, but I kind of shoot a look behind me at Jack and Catherine and give them sort of the the crazy eyes like you know like uh i guess we're going back there bottom maybe we don't go back there and wait for the guy to come out i mean we just got here sit down have a drink breathe this is not casual this is serious business and calls for serious means yes but you you need him to take you seriously as well barging in may not be the lead in you're looking for bottom a knife at someone's throat will make it serious Ah. Excellent. So the bartender's wiping glasses and sees you going, and he's like, looks at the girl, and she just, I don't know what he's doing. And you're at the door, and you can try to, you know, throw it open. Is there, uh, I, I open the door. Yeah, so you see the hallway, as the girls recall it. 
it leads to another door and and it's only about maybe five feet so it's this small hallway like a junction hallway between two parts of the building are there any people in the hallway no no no. it's just a straight you know three foot four foot wide by about seven and a half feet tall to another door that's that leads to the big building where the receptions used to be you know when they when they first met ying ko the girls know this so uh yeah if you go straight up to the door and open it that one's also unlocked okay yeah and so now you see this large room uh probably about 30 foot wide uh, 50 55 feet long there's a a large chair with on a small dais at the end uh very you know fairly ornate carved in the local styles and customs padded with with cushions uh there's nobody in this part and there's like pillars that that go the 50 feet so like one every five feet again painted beautifully ornate it looks you know very eastern so this is like a large reception facility yeah this is where uh, i guess girls do you want to tell him what you remember from this room and what it does just uh, no i'm just saying like this catches him off guard he was expecting to walk into an office and here's like this large room there's no real indication there's nobody in it right it's empty no but there's two doors that go off on the left hand wall one that's fairly close about 15 feet and the other one further down closer to where the chair is. So he pulls up kind of taking, you know, like, mm, what, what is this? Yeah. Lights coming up from the windows that are very high up in this on the sides of the walls. I would say him pulling up if, uh, if the others were following him, they just catch up to him here now. Yeah. I'm right. I'm right behind you. So I, uh, I sort of pause just looking around the room because it's a blast from the past. And I just say to him, this is where he used to, hold counsel in a way he used to meet with people in here and he'd sit there and i point to the throne yinko would sit on throne <laughs> i always knew that man was ego yeah he was something um i know that you're all i know that like you're you're raring to go but are, are we sure that we thought this through maybe we should have asked for uh to seek an audience before we kind of just whoop, came back here i am known here you were known in the old place. We don't know who's here now. Businessmen sell to new businessmen. It is all business. There is no new business that does not know old business. This is how it works. All right, businessman. Well, if I get shot, I'm going to blame you. So keep leading the way. Catherine looks the further back into the building they go. She's just not talking. Just kind of white in the face. Just not responsive. Yeah, on the right-hand side, Catherine, between the pillars now you see as you're walking towards, I guess, the first door. This is the door that was the manager's office. So the door on the left, the first one, is where the incident with Matthew would have occurred. That's the whole – that room is where Yinko's private office used to be. On the le- on the right-hand – that's on the left, the first door on the left. On the right, there is a small staircase, if you remember, that spiraled up to the second floor where, where, you, where the ladies slept for those couple of days that they stayed here while Ella was training and doing her, her flight – maneuvers and everything for those two or three days so you know that the staircase leads to private rooms upstairs for guests and things and they're very well accrued not like the ones out front this is like very nice and then you know that in the uh right here is the office door so if you go into the office door that's where you would take vadim that's where he needs to be i'm not mentioning the office door okay so it's just vadim sees the two doors there's two doors um one to the right and one to the left no two doors to the right two doors to the left one near down near where the uh, the the, uh, the throne is or the dais. One fairly close, about fifteen feet away on the wall, not far from where you are. And then there is a small staircase that spirals up to the left. Fadim turns to the, to the right. others and says, "What is his office?" I'll point to it, but uh, I'm not looking at it. And 
you'll notice that I'm also not really looking at Catherine. This is, you know, we've talked about it, but it's still in fresh wound. Sure, of course. It's only been a few weeks. So, Vadim, the door is the one off to the left. He goes to it and tests the door as if, if it's locked? No. He swings it open but doesn't go through the door. Yeah, uh, there's a man behind the desk. Uh, definitely uh, uh, of Asian, de- some Asian descent. Doesn't look maybe local. Maybe a little further to the east. Um, but, you know, somebody who would, could walk through Nepal and b- blend, but not like, he doesn't, you wouldn't picture him as Nepalese, maybe. But um, he looks up and says, Anybody else in the office? You? No, just by himself. He's got books out. He's doing paperwork. And we were given the name of the person who had bought in the bought the business from uh, from Alco from Alcos. Yeah, Kensi. I look at him and I say, Kensi. D- yes. Is there something I can do for you? I walk into the office and I sit down and I say, There better be. You need to tell me where Yinko is, and you need to tell me where he is now. Yinko, I don't. Is everyone coming in with him, Jack? What are you doing? No, I don't think Jack's going to come in. Jack is actually going to go back out to the bar, get a drink, and try to get information that way, possibly from the bartender. Okay. Girls, what, ladies, what are you doing? Are you going with Vadim? Um, if Catherine sees an opportunity to not be back in this part of the building, she's going to take that, so she's just going to go out with Jack. Fair. Are you waiting out here, maybe not in the office, or are you going to go in with Vadim? Um, I'll go in with Adam, but I'm, I'm hovering awkwardly by the door. Like it's, I don't want to step in here any more than I have to, but I don't want to leave Adam by himself. Agreed. Understood. Okay. So the two of you are staying there. The other two, Catherine follows Jack back out into the main part of the bar, the, you know, the actual public part of the, the, the establishment. Um, we'll stick here for a moment. So he says, sir, I don't have much I can tell you. I don't, I never dealt with the original owner. I bought this from a third party, a man who became an ownership of it about seven, six, seven weeks ago. I've only been here about a little over a month. I, I did not know a Yingko. And this Kinsey was identified as the owner, right? Correct. You are owner of this establishment? Yes, yes. I, I, I have all my all my paperwork. Um, it's it's all in order. I, I, I bought it from from person who had le- had deed. So the timeline, he said seven, eight weeks ago. When did we leave Yinko again? Um, three months. Well, you were in, yeah, Russia. Well, you were in Russia for almost over a little over a month. So it would have fallen right about this time. Like Yinko probably wasn't a, around much after, if this is true, he would have not been in control of the bar more than, because you got to remember, you were three weeks in just um, around Moscow training and learning your language. And then you were lost for two weeks in the snow heading South in Siberia. Plus you had the encounter. So add all that together. You're probably looking at right about there. Yeah. Plus the no, train it, attack. Yeah. It makes sense. Indra Jartra takes place in the beginning of September. Correct. But you were in Nepal for a while. Okay. And then you got, and then remember, then you had the climb. So yeah, this is all, this is towards the end of December now. No, it makes sense. I'm just in, in face head. She's just doing mental math. And now she's wondering, did one of Caravaggio's associates come looking for him and take out Yin Ko as punishment for allowing Caravaggio? That's one answer. To go. You can get more info- you can get more information. There is stuff here you'll learn. If you know, when it's the way yeah. it's handled. Yeah. No, my the gears are turning in her head and she's like, uh huh, shit. Well, probably played a part in that. <laughs> I may have had a problem with that. That might have been me. Yeah, uh, it might okay. have been. All fixed. So, Sorry, Adam, but we're back to you. 
Vadim says to him, you will write down all details that you know, all names, all dates, everything. And trust me, my friend, your life very much depends on this information. I don't understand. I, there I, is I, no I discussion. Pull out the pen. Begin writing. Everything um, you know. Every name, every transaction. How it is that you came to be sitting in this chair right now talking to this man sitting across from you. Uh, very well. I, I, I do my best. You ju- just, I, I have to go into my desk drawer. I have to get paperwork. Mm, you do that slowly. Okay, back out to the uh, the bar. Jack, what are you trying to do? You do that slowly. I like that. Uh, my plan is to bartend. Places change hands quite a lot. Good bartenders are hard to find, and they tend to stick around for a long time. Waitresses, waiters, they change out a lot too. So my plan is, one, things felt really uncomfortable back there. I have no idea what happened. I just know that there's a lot of uncomfort. It didn't seem like that was a... I could do anything good there, so... I'm going to get drinks. I'll ask Catherine what she wants and then go to the bar. And uh, while he's making the drinks, um, I'll ask him about the the previous owners that I'd heard that it was sold a couple times recently. All right. So let's make an approach. Uh, what are you using as a skill? And remember, money solves problems. Well, <laughs> when it comes I mean, to bars, I did pull, money I did can pull solve money. So I can, I can use that. Yeah, money can solve. You know, a bad a bad roll can be fixed by some cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you do the inst- um, unless you do the thing like like Chevy Chase in the original Christmas Vacation. Hey, Yellow Belly, <laughs> you know, the original Vacation. Rather, when he's insulting the bartender when he pulls the shotgun. Well, my persuade <laughs> wow, my persuade real. is not the greatest. <laughs> and I'm sure Catherine uh, Catherine could try an intimidation move, jumping up on the bar and squawking at him like a gargoyle. So Jack, go ahead and make me a roll, and let me t- and tell me what you got for the uh, the persuade. Do you have any other uh, skills there, Jack? Charm, fast talk, uh, something like that. Yep. Well, what's weird is uh, I'm off by seven points, but I have a lot of luck, so I can just take seven points if it's worth it. Uh, well, it'll save you. It'll save you money. Although seven points in money isn't that bad. You'd probably only yeah. Have to spend I'll a drop. I'll, I will also drop. Um, it should be decent enough for a tip back then. I will. Uh, I will shuffle across um, fifty dollar bill. Well, a 50-pound note. 50-pound note, I'm sorry. That's even bigger. Okay. Right. I'll, sh- I'll shuffle a 50-pound note in my hand as I move it across the bar and say, um, I have an interest in a previous owner that was here. Uh, I believe two owners back. Man with a very strange name. Last name Ko. First name Ying. You wouldn't have to know him, would you? Where his whereabouts are? I knew him. I work for him. Yes, I, I figured you would. Bartenders are hard to find. Good bartenders, impossible. Well, honest ones. I, I take a sip of the drink. Is it a good drink? Oh, yeah. And then I tip it to him and I go, clearly a man who knows his job. I have a friend who's who came a long way to meet him here. We were not aware that he had sold the business. You wouldn't happen to know where we... That man who go in the back? Yes, yes. He's distraught. He's distraught at the moment, so being a tad reckless. But he has come a very long way. And so we're hoping to maybe find Mr. Ko. You wouldn't happen to know his whereabouts or how we might reach him, would you? Just leave one day. He's gone. No no word, no forwarding address? No word, no address. To, not to me. Just gone. But then two days later, tall blonde man come in. He says he owns bar, putting it up for sale. Interesting. Do you know who the tall blonde man was? No, told me go home. 
uh, he'll give my name if he sells. Wants to sell cheap, but I have no money, not enough to buy it. So I let just went home. Next thing I know, week goes by, and this man contacts me and says he bought and he's on his in route to get the bar ready for him. This man Kenzie. That's the, yes, yes, that's the owner. But tall blonde man who come in with he was with other men, blonde too, blue eyes. Oh, I see, I see. Of the German persuasion. Mm, think so. Think so. Kind of a, a loud, obnoxious sort of language. Language, language. You know, words sound different, but no, he um didn't speak loud. <laughs> Matter of fact, just simply make statement. Bar closed. Go home. Time to you're done here. I see. If they need, if need, we'll call you. Do you know where they came from? Were they staying locally? Trash place too. Mister Co left in a rush, and they sort of took over. Yep. Why did they all gone? Why did they trash the place? I don't know. Maybe they thought, you know, they own it, have wild party before they sell. I, I don't know. But inside, smashed up. Walls, not so bad. But back in, the, uh, back in office, gone. Desk, just taken. I, taken away. Gone. Um, file cabinet, empty, destroyed. Jack looks over at Catherine and goes, Germans. <laughs> I hate these guys. Damned Huns. <laughs> Madam, back to you. So he's writing out some information. Uh, he gives you the, you know, he just tells you that it came up in a, a an off. He got a phone call at a real estate office. He had been looking for a venture. It really wasn't Nepal he was looking for, but the building came up super cheap. He has the name of a realtor in China that he was able to find out about this place from. He wired a, a, a certain amount of money, and the next thing he knew, that he said the deed would be left here at the at the hotel. And sure enough, when he arrived, he had the deed to the hotel, and everything was there. And he rehired the old. You know, the, a list of employees was left, and he hired them. Just some names, it's, and it's been open this way now. He just and he just named named it something simple, the Peaks, because it's the closest bar to the hotel, so he gets a lot of hotel business. So the information he's writing down is all uh, contacts from China, pretty much. Vadim says to him, "Local names. I need local names. How can I give you what I don't know? I only, the only names I know local are here working for me now. I didn't. I didn't ever meet this man you're speaking of. I don't know what you mean." I just simply buy the I buy the bar. I I, I have changed. I, I haven't even had time to repair upstairs. So you are yeah. you are foreign man who uh, who lands here from nowhere, knows nothing, knows nobody, and now owns prominent business in town. Prominent business. This is Kathmandu. There's not that many people. I come from a, a big big city, but I didn't have a lot of money. I just wanted my own place. Lost my wife two years ago. Kids getting older, not need their father as much. I come do something, start a new life. This is where I came. Had opportunity. That's all. The dirt cheap, very cheap. Oh, you're gonna make me go there, keeper. Adam's <laughs> about to take the boot knife out. <laughs> Face terrified. I'm. I've never. Bottom's so nice it's, to her. She's this like. Is Russian, this is Russian negotiations now. We yeah. Have to, this is a whole level of different game. This is this is the same guy that like wiped her chin when she like puked on herself um, when we were getting uh, questioned by the Russian police, and now she's like, "Oh God, he's scary." Yeah, because she's standing right there. Vadim, um, as his words are as he's finishing, you know, driveling on about how he doesn't know anything. Vadim's up, moves across the desk, grabbing him and pulling out his weapon at the same time, and he grabs him by the cuff of the neck and he pushes his face down on the desk and he puts the gun up against his head. Does he resist him at all? I mean, just any human resistance of his necks, you know, muscles are tight because he, he doesn't go down in that fluid, you know, gymnast motion. Yeah, he's just... Vadim, even though he's seeing red, 
he would note any any reactions. There's nothing of training coming from this person at all. Oh, no, 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 no. He says, you speak of wife, you speak of thrilled children. You know nothing. I have them. You shut your mouth. If you ever want to see your wife and children again, you will come up with name here in town now. I know you are hiding something. Back out to you, Jack. Um, I turn to Catherine and I say, I I think we need to follow this bread trail, dear. I'm thinking about walking across to the Dalsha Hotel and see if we can't follow the blonde men. Are you with me or would you rather stay behind? I don't want to be here. All right. uh, Blondes go a long time ago. Uh, They sold place within a few days. Packed up, went back, left. They're not here. Seven weeks ago. Ah, A little less, but yes, about that. Did the... I'm, I'm sorry. The the blonde people. Did they speak like him? I point to Jack. Or was no, it? No, no. Oh, and you know, ask about plane. But no plane. They say something about plane. They were looking for plane. I had no idea what they talk about. I know Yinko had planes, but that plane wasn't right plane. They said something about plane. Yinko was missing. I don't. I don't understand. But I didn't. I told him the only plane I knew of was plane that made deliveries for the for our liquor and for the other things that were brought in. For, for Mr. Crow's business. I didn't know about other plane, but they said plane. Something about plane. Very interesting. Yes. Right. That 50 is going a long way, by the way. That was massively big. Yeah, well, it was intentional. In in Catman 2, that's basically that's a summer. Right. Yeah, he just got a year's wage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a good damn thing about closing up. <laughs> trying to get I might trying to get some information for a friend. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that the smart play is to go to the Dalsha. If we can... I know he's saying it was a long time ago, but they may not be able to give us names. Those names may not be real, but they can give us descriptions, maybe. Sure. So I'm thinking about following that. I can't really do anything else here. I'd like to leave. Okay. <laughs> and I, I look at her. I, I, I pat her on the back quickly, and I say, sounds like a plan, dear. And I slam my drink. Are you with me? You want change for this? There's This is awful generous. Thank you. Keep it. Thank you. You've been very helpful. Have a, I, have a much better year. Uh, thank you. It was a good drink. As they're leaving, she turns back around, walks up to the bartender. If this is a, you know, stupid question, if you worked for Ying Ko, you were his, you were his friend. He hasn't made contact with anyone. He doesn't have any other family members in town. Wh- where did he bring his nieces? Like, oh no, that's so sad. They still here. Where are they? Home. I, I bring them. I bring them food and things. They have nobody. Nobody helps take care of them. Kind of town. Don't know why, but that's um, very. I bring them sad. I bring them things every night. Make sure that they're okay. But they're they're so alone. They 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 just stay at the old house where where their mother and father raised them. Not that and down the road, uh, not far from here. He looks at you, Catherine, and goes. I think I know you. You were you were here when you brought girls back. Yeah. Bottom, back to you. Catherine's been made. In a good way. Maybe. No, maybe. in a very, I did bad things here. <laughs> I thought the, bringing the girls back was good. Yeah, that I'm going to focus in on that angle and not <laughs> right, the... Uh, right. Not the murder and the not, fact that... Yeah, not the, the Germans, murder angle. The Germans might have said, did some women grab a plane? I don't know about the plane. Oh, that was yeah, those women. I think, unfortunately, for Catman, do Catherine is a mixed blessing. 
<laughs> I'll focus on the positive. Oh, let's focus on the positive. All right. So, Vadim, you... Uh, Speaking of positive. This is called positive violent reinforcement. <laughs> so he says, I, I only know that he, he um, two, two kids, two nieces, I think, still live in the area. I don't know anyone else. I'm stranger here. I'm not even dating anyone. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Wait, you said you said nieces. Where they're alive? Where are they? They're still here. He left them behind. Vadim looks up at Faye, seeing that those words mean something to her. He he's gone. He just he, he left them. I don't know if he went on business. I don't know what happened. But but th- these men had the deed to this to this hotel to this place to this bar. So they had no right to it. They're women. Uh, they said that the family had nothing to, to offer, but the girls are still here. I think my bartender even sneaks them food once in a while, but I, that's all I know. Do you know where they are? I don't know. You can ask him. In town somewhere, I'm sure, hiding or doing something. I mean, they're old enough. I mean, they could make their own money if they wanted to, but somehow he, he feeds them. Vadim looks over at Faye as is this kind of looking for um, validation in her eyes. Is this point of information something useful? I nod back at him, sensing what he's doing, just a small nod. Vadim says to uh, to the man named Kenzie, the man who calls himself Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that for one minute. <laughs> Even though the desk plate, the placard on his desk says Kenzie. It's, okay. it's all shiny new brass. <laughs> yeah, it, it, his mom gave it to him before he left. Vadim says, I suggest you take your fancy nameplate. And go back to China. This is no place for you. I don't understand. What? I just... It's just a bar. Why are you so angry? Do you feel that against your head? Remember that feeling. Okay. Guy with the gun has all the power. I think this is a worse encounter than the bookstore in Berlin. With, with, when the schoolie told the guy to shut up and Catherine said, I'm your God. I was I mean, just is, about yeah. to type that. This has the same energy as you're going to call me God, Carl. Like... <laughs> This is poor Carl. This is classic then, intimidation of somebody who needs to be intimidated. But does he? Absolutely. Do we just... He's the man sitting in the chair. <laughs> All right. They, uh, I guess with that, Vadim, you're okay to... You're going to take off for a little bit and see, find out from Faye why this might be important. He, he pushes the guy back in his chair. He walks over. He kind of straightens his jacket, kind of gets himself all situated comfortably. Turns back to the guy and smiles and says, needless to say, we were never here. And walks out the door. Okay. <laughs> I give him a pitying look before I follow behind Vadim. Out. All right. You go back into the main part of the bar, and you notice that uh, the doors, the door outside is just shut because the bell is still jingling. It's just jingling. The door to the front, the front door has just shut, and Catherine and Jack are not here. So they probably are the ones that just stepped outside or recently. I turn to the bar tender and I say, "Are the two people we were with? They just left, right?" Yes. They're going down. Down the street to the climbing, the climbing business of uh, Torgi and her husband. It's, they're looking for the, his nie- their nieces. Okay, thank you very much. And um, I jog, sprint out of the building to catch up with them. You find them? Yeah, they're Jack's probably 15, 20 feet into the road by now, not far. I uh, I catch up with Catherine immediately, and I I grab her hand and I go, Anya and Lexi, they're still here. Yinko left them behind. I just. I, I lower my voice, realizing I'm probably yelling a little bit. And I just say, it doesn't make sense why Yinko would leave his two precious nieces behind, uncared for. Catherine extricates herself from Faye's grip a bit more brusquely than usual. Yeah. Um, 
makes no sense. So whatever, apparently blonde people came and trashed the place, including the upstairs. So they were probably looking for our things, took the desk, all the filing cabinets, Inco any information has, that. He has always been a man of his word. Inko has always been a man of his word. He is likely dead. Yeah. Probably. We got to find those girls. At the very least, I want to make sure that they're okay, and I want to leave them with something so they can take care of themselves. It's the least we owe them after what happened to their parents. I mean, we've got the Gustav network. Um, we got the Cobalt Club. Aveline's always had a soft spot for kids. They know that. You know, I'm sure that we could set something up. And she died defending them. Technically, we can say that she died defending them. So, yeah, we'll see if Gustav can set them up because obviously there's nothing left for them here. All right. Mentioning of kids makes Vadim kind of darken and go silent. That's those are some great ideas, though. I like that. So you're going to make your way to Chorgi and um, the, the, the climber, the climbing business that you that. You know, three two and a half months ago, you you had frequent, you know, you had gone into and and been looking for climbers to help in Rupkund. So this is yeah, this is the building where Aveline uh, fell. This is where you know she had the run in with Mueller and four of the porters had been shot point blank, executed actually as a way of trying to intimidate her. Uh, this is this is a bad. This is another place in Kathmandu that just brings a lot of a lot of emotion. Everything in the building, I mean, it hasn't been that long. It's not so dilapidated, but. The, the, no one's around it like the place looks it's it's there's no electricity inside that you can see no lights are on but again it's you know about six o'clock at night it's not super super late but it is getting later no smoke emits from the chimney right now you're not seeing that but when you you know cross through the fence into that small courtyard where the climbing shed was where they had all their gear that they would they would you know bring out and then check and pack and then the building off to the right uh you can go up there the, you know and, and and enter the building no problem the door is not even locked I turn to Catherine and I say, one of us should probably lead in first because we're the only ones that they would recognize. I'll do it. I'm right behind you. I was the one that spent arguably the most time with the locals when we were in Nepal the previous time. Keeper, yep. would would you would you say that I know how to say hello in yes. in Nepalese? Yeah. Um, so I, even though the door is not locked, I knock. I'm not going to just enter someone's home, especially the home of two potentially frightened young women. Is there any response? Everyone make a spot hidden. 40 and a 1, 41. It's a regular success. Okay. Uh, success. That's a critic. Mine's a 4. That's a critical success for me. Okay, so anybody who had a hard or regular, the upstairs window, something moves, a curtain. Faye, you see it's the oldest of the nieces. You actually get a sight of who it is. It's the older of the two nieces upstairs. She just looked to see who was knocking. I whisper to Catherine and I say, I just saw the older one up there. I believe that was Lakshitha. So it was Anya and Lakshitha. Yeah, I think Anya was the younger. I say hello in Nepalese and greet her by name. Lakshitha, it's Catherine, the doctor. I was here a couple weeks ago. We're back and I wanted to make sure you're okay. A face emerges from the staircase looking around the corner and sees you. And as soon as she does, she and the younger one come running up and just jump at you and try to, like, hug onto you and everything. And they're like, because uh, remember, you were the one who treated them on the plane. That's that's why I volunteered myself to. They just burst into tears. I'm pretty much near tears myself. 
She says, I didn't, I never thought I'd see, see you again, Dr. Catherine. I never thought I'd see you again. It's, never thought I'd be back here, but I'm glad that I am. Let's, can we, are we, we're still outside, right? Or are we? No, you're in the building. In the building. Okay. You're in the office, in, in their, remember their downstairs dining room was also their right. office where they used to hang maps on the wall and everything. And then they cooked in the back and then there was a small staircase up to the second floor. Girls, it's, it's good to see you. I, I know that things have been scary lately, so why don't we get we can get warm, we can go for food and get you anything that you need. Just we need to know what's going on and why you're here by yourselves. Our uncle has gone. He he did not tell us what happened why or where he was going. He just one day was gone and uh, men, uh, three of them, very very scary. We're we're asking questions all around the city, um, asking about about things uh, in the bar, and then we sneak over to see if maybe that my uncle was a, was hurt or 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 stuck there somehow or a, a prisoner to these men. And we we looked in and they were tearing place apart, destroyed the office, uh, the, the tables, the chairs, ransacked whole top of the floor. We 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 realized we probably were involved if they knew who we were, that we were related to them. So we hid until we saw the men leave. Uh, and, and then the strangest thing, no one wants to help us. No one wants to talk to us anymore. Something, something was said, something was told. I don't understand, but it's been without the help of my uncle's old friend at the bar. Uh, we would have no food. We'd have almost nothing. I'm, I'm afraid to even light fires. I don't know what to do. Girls, how about... You gather the things that are most precious to you that you have here, and you're going to come and stay with us at the hotel tonight. We'll keep you safe. We'll feed you. Most most precious things, Miss Miss Dawson. Most precious things, in uncles. He always said, if anything were to happen, we we have to get to the floorboards in office. We have to go in and and get the books. He said those were the things that were most precious. There'd be money and things there, but we've been too afraid to try. We we can go for you, but in the meantime. You girls are going to come with us and we're going to keep you at the hotel where you'll be safe and we'll get you whatever you need and we'll see that you're taken care of. You, you'll you never be alone again. We promise you that. Dr. Catherine and I are going to do everything that we can to keep you girls safe. Okay? Okay. I, I, let me... Anya, come. We, 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 pack, we pack things to go just so we can get... We have, we have not had bath or anything. It's been very hard. We'll, we'll, we'll be... We come right down. Take your time. We'll be right here. Fatim, I'm sure you heard about the things in the floorboards. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably what that's probably going to be the uh, what maybe what you seek as well, far as uh, records and information. German German goons would never find such hidden items. No, they're not that smart. Wow, you guys are brutal. Uh, yes, so much for the bad guy NPCs being just dumb. Uh, no, <laughs> those, probably kidding. The, the Germans hurt me. All right. I... <laughs> So uh, they, the girls come down and you, you lead them. Uh, you're going to take them over to the Dalsha Hotel is what you said, right? And get, you get them settled in with the two of you. Yeah. Um, draw them baths. We're going to order. Um... Well, let's stop there. As they make their way into the hotel, the man who's been incredibly hospitable looks at you and says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, they cannot come in here. No, no. Oh, yeah. Why not? No, no. Money. No, no. It's not money. No, please. They, they have to go. Hold on. No, it's... You, uh, and he starts yelling at the Monopolies. And they're like, they start backing away in fear. I put the girls behind me. And Vadim immediately puts himself in between him and the girls. 
He's not being physical. He's not hurting. No, he's, he's yelling, yelling at him. Well, yes, but that's not physical. He's not trying to push them or shove them. He's just. You need yelling. to stop yelling at these children. This is not. No, this is not. No, you, they cannot come in here, please. They are children. They are not to be here. That's and why not? Lost mother, lost father, lost uncle, fled and left. These these children are cursed. They are not to be in here. No, no, no. Oh, what? So you want these you want these kids to just starve and freeze out there? What the hell's wrong with you? It's there's nothing wrong with me. My hotel. No, the rules are no, no. They cannot stay here. It's all right. We'll make them comfortable in their own home. We'll light a fire. All right, that's great. Well, I'm checking out. Absolutely. <laughs> Gather our bags. Oh, he's totally no. You can stay. You oh no, know. that's okay. I don't. I don't want to stay anywhere where they turn kids away. Okay, to freeze and die in the street. Yeah. I have family. I have fr- I have children. I have a big family. I can't have them with us. Oh yeah, this you got bad. family. We- what What if your kids were freezing and starving in the street, and some some hotel owner came up and was like, "Oh no, you can't stay here." No, no, bye. You're you're done with our business. I turned. Yinko to- was a bad man. Oh bad yeah, man. and you're much better for turning away these poor kids. Yeah. This is what happens when you do what he did. Bad man. What did he do? What did he do? At him saying Yinko is a bad man, Vodum hits him in the mouth. Another one of my NPCs on the floor. All right, he gets, he's on the floor looking up at you, wondering why. You do not speak his name. All right, you guys can go get your things. He with he's not going to say anything after that. That's he wasn't expecting to get punched today. That wasn't to on Carl, his agenda. As we're <laughs> gathering our things and making our gentle way back to the girls' house, we stop and grab whatever we're doing. Catherine, kind of, you know, says to bottom off to the side. You've never met Yinko. I have had many dealings with Yinko, so much so that my family was entrusted to the man. I, my I, family, I, Catherine. I understand. You, you you did just punch a man in the mouth. For, I think it's cool. For dishonoring the memory of a cherished friend, yes, I did. If you do not understand that, Catherine, perhaps you should, uh, you should uh, linger on that a bit. But I have a feeling, Catherine, that you have had several moments of passion like that yourself in your life. You understand more than you th- than you are letting on. No, I I know. I I this particular individual and I just had a the hotel. I don't love him as much as you do. Oh, Yinko. <laughs> yeah, that's Yinko all. is no angel. No, and no. we're and Catherine. Neither am I. Yeah, I gathered that. I'm uncomfortable, girls. Let's go. And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Okay, everybody, that's, that's, ep- that's the episode in the books. want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, I'm Uncomfortable, I think, is a great name for this episode. <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable. Um, we found out we're that there's... We're no angels. Uh, <laughs> we're no angels. <laughs> Punched a man in the mouth coming up the street. I mean, it's just it's going to be great. All she was trying to say was... Dude, you've never met the man, and you just punched that guy like he called your wife a hoe. Like, hey, you know what? It was actually a culmination of all of his disrespectful behavior, uh. being, being you know bullying and being cruel to children, and right. you know all. Of you know that. what I see? Vadim's a ride or die, and I'm happy he's on the team. <laughs> well, I think there's also a lot of Vadim being a lot of emotion. He thought he yeah. would come here, sure. there would be answers. Yep. He came here with all of this stuff boiling inside of him. Didn't get and the answer. He finally answers. got here and now he wants it over. Yes, yeah. the bo- the boiling is just he just boiled over. That's all. One hundred percent. He's usually a man very controlled. Yeah. Yeah. I it, love this side of him, quite yeah. frankly. 
it saves Faye's forehead. Someone else is punching people. It really does. Honestly, I, I can't be the only one doing crazy impulsive stuff all the time. It's 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 a heavy crown. So I'm just glad that <laughs> Jack is as cool guy. as a cucumber. He's like, well, I'll let uh, Vodum go ahead and do that and just go to the bar and have a G&G. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I thought he was going to a little, uh, spread a little, uh, a little of the money around, get some information. Smooth. You were using your tactics. I figured I'd use different tactics. <laughs> the, nothing wrong with them. And I, 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 I thought he was going to be like, uh, young man, go pack my bag. I'm going to be over here getting a G&T while, he, while the owner of your hotel is getting this shit kicked out of him. Ipshit, Wow. Floorboards. That's all I heard. Floorboards. Oh yeah. Yep. He hit him pretty hard. He wasn't expecting that. Like these are people that normally don't. Well, don't get punched in the face every day, like most people. Uh, all right. So from all of us at the part of college, we want to say thank you. This episode is going out to one of our patrons as well. I want to say thank you to James. Uh, James, as always, we appreciate everything and that 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 you listen and that you help support us. We uh, can't do this without that money to help us. Do the things that we do with editing and all the other software. But from all of us here, we want to say thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. And uh, we have a new show coming off of Cthulhu and Cairo, which is going to be called Operation Poltergeist. Ella Walcott is going to be heading to that one for a short period of time. There's going to be a lot of crossing over, a lot of stories that are intertwining, all because of these six items of power that we're still trying to track down. So in the meantime, you have a great week, but we'll talk to you and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.